0: getting to the point but taking the scenic route to get there this is the bottom line podcast from 100.7 the score
1: i'm mike hebert owner of cantex roofing and construction every day is game day and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing construction windows and mirrors call cantex roofing and construction today together we are one serving you clint scott have Chris
2: you been Foreman behind the glass
1: we've done one christmas already are you having multiple christmases are you doing
2: that? Um that is the second one's kind of up in the air right now. Um because we're gonna go to my family. We you know do, we do the alternate thing mm-hmm. between my wife and I. We're at wife's uh, side for Thanksgiving. Um we haven't decided we're gonna what we're gonna do at the end. If we do it'll be closer to New Year's, but I think as of now we're just going to do the one but we've done the multiple
1: yeah. before. We, we, so we did my my daughter's mm-hmm. and us, we did that. And it was kind of funny because the number of gifts opened up with pictures of something in it.
2: (laughs) This is what you're going to (laughs) get. Oh, it's like like an IOU is what it sounds like. I
1: had I had two. Um, My wife had one. No, she had two. Kaylee had three. (laughs) Uh Shelby had one. Cassidy had one. Um, Of course, all you know. Um, But yeah, I've got uh, a couple
2: of things coming here so you know you know what'll be uh popping up at some point but you can't actually have it yet yeah yeah
1: it's good but it's, it's a fun deal i mean but we're we're gonna go to uh north carolina and we're gonna do the christmas there with the entire family my oh, sister, my mom my yeah. in-laws and everything like that and um that's we, we, because we're going across country it's a gift card exchange yeah, and we'll mm-hmm. do the we'll do the which
2: big- I'm okay with. Like, yeah, I think uh, especially when you get into bigger groups. Yeah, we got sixteen. I mean, like for me, I I'm not trying to say hey, don't get gifts, people, but like for me, I would rather just go like when you get into a big group, let's not worry about presents because yeah. now that's an extra added stress. Like, let's yeah. just get together. And hang out. I mean, there's already so many things you have to figure out anyway. Especially like in that case, right? You got to figure out travel. Yeah. You got to figure out budget. Yeah. Uh, you got to figure out meals. Yeah. All of these things. Like, let's let's not stress about the yeah the present. Like, if, well, if I if so, we've we've done this a couple times with our family. As soon as someone's like throwing that out there, we we'll be like, great idea, yeah. brilliant. Well, I say all Genius. that
1: because uh, I think Julie McGuire opened up. Uh, several presents
2: today. He did. It's uh. It an it early early
1: Christmas for him, wasn't it?
2: Early signing period. Uh, by nine a.m., every single high school recruit that you had committed to you, uh, was signed. That's awesome. And um, you know the the biggest one that you were obviously like looking forward to was mm-hmm. Micah Hudson. Um, he's your headliner. He's your highest ever signed recruit. Uh, he's a five star. Um, it, it's. But it goes so much past them, right? Like there's there's so much depth in this class, and you can look at the transfer portal too. I think eight offensive linemen. Yeah, I believe that's, that's a huge and that's massive. That's, yeah,
1: the number of offensive linemen in this in this draft draft, I should say draft this signing this draft, draft. class. Um, and and then with the portal signings, the transfer class. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think this is, this is interesting. I mean, with the the portal transfer grade, um and then you get the, uh, the the actual class grade. I'm excited about uh, the future here. And, I mean, those of you that aren't willing, that haven't been willing, that have been willing to jump off the Maguire bandwagon because it didn't happen, you know, uh, 30 seconds in, mm-hmm. I mean, I would say take a look at the recruiting, man. That's just,
2: you hadn't recruited at this level in a long time. And that's the thing. This is going to be... If you are, because I've seen this a couple of times, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not, you know, trying to start a fire or call, you know, call anybody out, but I have seen a couple of times um, on the old chat board. They're like, well, this, this coaching staff can't develop. I was like it's too early. Like this, too, too this a- is this, this, these are the years you're going to start seeing if they can develop. Yeah, right. Because now you're just getting your guys in. And. That's every year the recruiting is getting better.
1: That's an uneducated take, mm-hmm. take. and that yeah. seems that seems like a take from from somebody that just wants to lob a grenade at somebody because and and most likely it's because that's not the guy that they wanted to hire, mm-hmm. and so they start looking for, for for kinks in the armory. You can't you can't say it's not a, re, a great recruiter because he's recruiting his ass off right now, mm-hmm. and so you say well they can't develop anybody. How do you know? They've only been here. Mm-hmm. This is their this is their third class, mm-hmm. and. The guys that uh, the guys that he showed up with, and the guys that are that are that were from that first class, you're starting to see guys. Hey, hey, Washington from remember that guy Saturday night that was wreaking havoc all over the backfield of Cal. Mm-hmm. Guy was one of the first classes. So I mean, hey, not to borrow one of Chuck's takes, but and maybe let the cake bake a little bit before you start
2: lobbing grenades. Mm-hmm. So like this is where you you go back to the hiring process, right? And you had like Trailer involved and you had some other names. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it was pretty split on every, everyone when you when you have these targeted names, everyone kind of has their guy, mm-hmm. right? And you can have your guy and also be like, but, you know, if you, if you do get that guy, I'll be okay with it. Or you can go firm, wall, built up. If it's not this guy that I like, that I want, I'm not going to be happy about it. You're doing this basing off of You know pros and cons of what the coaches bring to the table, right? And uh, the the biggest box that McGuire checked was the connections in Texas and the recruiting part. And so you were going exactly right. You you have to wait and see on the X's and O's, and you're going. You have to wait and see on the developing side. Uh, Well, now you're getting into where you're getting into this season, and then the season after. Well, you'll get a I think a full scale view of the other parts of the developing. and then to to some extent more of the x's and o's side although i think he you know he's done a good job of um knowing what what he's good at and mm-hmm. what he needs help with from the staff so um has it been you know was was this year perfect no but again you're building blocks right now and this was a fantastic day for texas tech yeah, absolutely. and for the program. and i mean i mean
1: i have a hard time finding a lot of fault in this class right now hey on paper this is a great class Mm-hmm. Is a great building blocks and you filled a lot of needs. I mean, are we gonna know? I mean, it's two years from now you're gonna find out. And, and by the way, part of that development is a lot on that kid too. Mm-hmm. You know, because you you know it's managing managing players and 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 uh, coaching expectations. Because a lot of times, you know, what a five star doesn't think they have to do a lot. Work hard,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you know, I mean, one of the – we used to giggle at UT when they signed their class of four and five stars every year, and then they underachieve. Why? Because they all think they're the best guy out there, and they don't think they have to work very hard. Mm-hmm. Because they, they're just, hey, I'm a five-star. I don't need to do that. And sooner or later, these five-stars find out I actually do have to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I love a five-star, and I'm I'm hopeful that Micah Hudson comes in here and blows us away. That guy jumps in and, and is, is what he can be. But if he's not, a five-star is – is essentially plug and play, mm-hmm. but he's not the biggest guy in the world. He's he, you know, he's he's a special dude, but he's going to have to make some uh, adjustments to the Division One football game because I mean, he was a four A kid. Is that correct? Five A. It was he didn't play at the six A level. I know that. No. Uh... Um, but I mean, so that's there's going to be a there's going to be a a a gap that he's going to have to make up. Now you know, being the level of of type of recruit that he is, we're saying that this is the kind of kid that that walks onto your campus the net first day. He's a guy that can be in your in your too deep right Mm now.
2: Well he I mean I I think he could have if he was here early, he could have played like this year with what you got out of your receivers um as a senior in high school. Um, But I I agree. I, I think uh the best news that I think happened for Micah Hudson was one uh, the continued development and good showing of Coy Aiken, um, Mason Tharp, hopefully getting healthy for next year, and then the additions of of like Jalen Conyers from Arizona State. You're hopefully really talented tight end, Josh Kelly Douglas from Florida. You're adding and hopefully improving the wide receiver room around him, so you can go with the hopes. Of man, he's going to be a number one alpha dog day one. Mm-hmm. But this is is hopefully setting up to where he doesn't have to be, right? To where if he if it's not just crushing it day one, he's got some room to develop with it because you have some better guys around him. Like I I, I think the Josh Kelly addition that's huge was massive, was massive. Huge
1: because he's gonna need and I say that Mike is gonna need someone to show him the way because just because you're a five-star recruit doesn't know mean that you know what it's like to do this at the division one level on day one and have some mm-hmm. guys show him the way and Mike has needs to be that he needs to be open and, and coachable when these guys you know someone takes him under his wing he mm-hmm. needs to be
2: open to that I want to get to something else um, with this class on the other side it's the bottom line 100.7 the score
0: Getting to the points, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score.
2: It is The Bottom Line. You've got us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Quinn Scott, Chris Need, Ben Porman behind the glass. Lady Raider basketball looking to bounce back in the Maui Classic tonight. Uh, they lost to Tulsa yesterday, their first. Uh, loss of the season. Oregon State is undefeated. Um, they had a little bit of what you had going on. Oregon State hasn't really seen anyone yet, so certainly uh, the Neither ability to bounce back tonight. Neither had we, but sure. I don't want to hear that Tulsa was somehow good. I oh was, no.
1: I just, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah, no. I'm not saying I just that at all. Think that the, I don't know. I mean, it would have been nice to be able to watch that game. You know, mm-hmm. maybe at a decent hour, but it's okay.
2: Uh, 11 o'clock start time, you can hear that on, uh, just like last night, I'll both I'll on 107.7 ESFM and 100.7 the score. I'll wake up and hear about it. Uh, you're talking about the uh, recruiting classes. You got signed today, Sneed, and um, something else that I think was a really, really big positive, outside of, you know, that this is an incredible class that includes uh, the best, highest-rated signee that you've ever had, first five-star, um, all, all the things we we knew you were headed for. The thing that I think was positive is when you talk about like the connections, um, from coach to player, and then from coach to high school coaches too. That uh-huh. you know, was certainly a positive with Coach McGuire. Something that I think was really impressive with not just him but a couple of players in this class was the ability one to it wasn't like hey you beat you beat out this guy who was also had interest from SMU in North Texas like big boy programs you were fighting off and now you're starting to be in those discussions with recruits and then not just recruiting against those guys being successful and then to me like with the long haul with Micah Hudson was fin- the ability to fend off those programs
1: yeah the funny part I, I saw a t- uh, tweet last week Sorry, I saw an X last week. An X. Uh, an X'd. x uh, And somebody uh, pointed out, um, said uh, Matt Wells routinely won battles with North Texas, SMU, and Texas State.
2: Yeah.
1: Joey McGuire is winning battles with Georgia and Oklahoma and Texas. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, dude, that's just a different pond to swim in and no matter what you think, no matter what you want to say, even even Leach in his heyday, the one that everybody was, "Oh my god, the best coach we ever had." He didn't win a whole lot of battles with recruiting wise with Texas and A&M and OU. He won a lot mm-hmm. with with Baylor and 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 Houston and and North Texas and those. He didn't win a whole lot of battles with 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 the big boys. But to his credit in his offense, he didn't have to. Mm-hmm. because he could he could take a bunch of two and three stars and beat you because it was his offense was about execution is I'm going to beat you to this spot because I want to get to that spot more than you want to get to that spot. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. we're we're going in a different a different timetable, a different realm, if you will. And just if you can't be excited about the the level of 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 it just looks different.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: feels different. I mean, this class, I mean, it's like, hey, your class is ranked in the top 25. I mean, it's, your high school class is ranked in the top 25. Mm-hmm. Your transfer class is ranked in the top 10. Your overall class is going to be ranked in the top 15 probably when all is said and done. Transfer and high school class. These are, this isn't not, this is a new day, man. Say spike dykes days, man, where we're, my God, we're glad to be playing a game with these guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love spike, and I and I say that with full jest right there. But Spike would say stuff like that. We're about to be on the same field with them today. Josh or I. I mean, I think that was one of the things that, uh, you know, we we would just take guys that wanted to be here. We wanted to have guys that wanted to be here. Mm-hmm. And now, hey, we're, we're blowing it out here. But here's the other thing, guys. It doesn't matter what you do today. Because at the end of the day, you know, with NIL, I mean, there's a good chance that half the guys we just signed today out of the
2: high school class. Won't be here next year, right? There, there's two sides because because you, you have the excited excited yeah. side, and you should be, but you can also fairly have the cynic side, right? Exactly. Like, okay, well, how many of these guys uh, are going to play meaningful snaps for you two years from now? That, that's and a and I think question. it's fair because that's that's the world that we live in. Um, but as far as instantly changing uh, how you view something with Texas Tech and recruiting uh, and football, that has been. Uh, in, in the long scheme of things has felt like an overnight change, right? It's been two and a half years, but in the long scheme of coaching and how you build these things from uh, not a traditional recruiting powerhouse. And I'm not saying you're there yet. I'm just saying you're certainly closer to that talk than you have been ever. And uh, the other side of that is, okay, well, now can you, can, you know, the developing side is is a fair question. And it's not because uh, mm-hmm. he hasn't done it yet; just you haven't seen uh, the, the program be able to re- to reap the rewards of it because just from time, right? Like yeah. you have to have time to do that. Yeah. And now you're getting into those stages, and so then the question turns in: Can you continue to do that? And more importantly, how many wins do you get out of these guys? Because that's that overall, that's what's important, and and question. that's what you'll find out in the coming seasons. So, but overall. Uh, a great day, and something else too, is, you know, they, they are aware the holes that you have on the roster, yeah. right? And what have they targeted the past two seasons? Defensive line, offensive. Yep, line. it is. It is a, uh, it's
1: it, it's a glaring holes, and you know, and and Matt Wells, you know, bless his heart, you know, he's. Good dude, and he tried, Mm -hmm. but you know he and he said it. He asked him what you need to do. We gotta get old, Mm -hmm. you know. I mean, I mean, and at the end of the day, you know, as much as I like Matt Wells, hey Matt, you're you're a six and six, seven and five coach. You were you were that at at Utah State, except for those two magical years you had Jordan Love when you won ten games and eight games respectively. Outside of that, pretty much a six and six, seven and five coach, Mm -hmm. and. You came here and it's pretty much where you were love you dude i love you you're great dude you know i'll send your christmas wishes and everything you know but you didn't recruit very well here mm-hmm. and you should have come here and blown it out recruiting wise and you didn't and that's the reality of it and well um, and, and, and you, the dude. other
2: side of that the plan with it of going hey i'm going to focus more on getting old instantly and Really not focusing in on the building blocks that you still have mm-hmm. to have because it has to you have to mesh both. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were behind the eight ball when when McGuire showed up.
1: You you really were. It's because those guys went from trying to get older in certain positions to trying to just get old, and they kind of they kind of pushed the envelope to where you had no depth on the back end, mm-hmm. and you weren't backfilling with high school um, uh, athletes to to make up that gap. Consequently. The job that McGuire did last year to get that that, that program to where it was is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And to come back with it this year, I mean, yeah, we thought we were probably going to be a little bit better. We're probably about 10 plays from being 9-3 and three as opposed to 6-6. Six and six. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you don't get to have that column. There's no column that says, but you add these 10 plays over here and you get to right. – You know, you don't get to do that. You play the games you play and you win the games you win. You lose the games you lose. I, I i just i just think the the future is bright here yeah the, you know hey can can we tighten up the analytics stuff here and we you know and not you know we don't have to go for as many things on our side of the field on fourth down yeah I'll probably make some bigger decisions he's growing as a head coach
2: mm-hmm. yeah i mean this is and, and no no one is saying this um this is a, something that you have a lot of room to grow from throughout the staff uh on, you know, how to, I think, consistently use your best players and put them in the best spots. And, um, you know, no one's called a a perfect game in their life uh, as a play caller, um, but that's something that could, you know, certainly be improved. And then working on getting these guys uh, to consistently execute. Um, And that's all things that hopefully will be improved next year, and I I think that they're aware of as well. But um, it certainly helps when you add talent. Sometimes talent covers mistakes. So, oh, absolutely. The more that just, you pour it, into that, it gives
1: you a a, a bigger margin for error. That's mm-hmm. all it
2: is. I mean, you can.
1: I I would bet you know a five star guy is gonna is gonna probably have a little bit more margin for error than a three star or a two
2: star guy. Yeah. Uh, we will have a play of the day in Kaylee's dailies when we come back. We'll also get some of your thoughts and comments off the Gates Flooring Center chat line. You've got the bottom line on one hundred point seven. The score. <laughs>
0: Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It is the Bottom Line. Happy Wednesday. You've got
2: us on 100.7 The Score and 107thescore.com. Clint Scott, Chris Sneed, Ben Foreman. Let's jump right into a play of the day.
0: Got to go with three on the shot clock. Maupin looks, throws it up, and got. What a shot, Banny Moffin! I know obviously
3: we didn't win that game, not the outcome we expected, but um I just wanted to give my man Mark Finkner a little airtime. Sure. We also Mark Finkner.
2: Yeah. We'll always, we'll, we'll always welcome in some Fink. Oh! boy! Yeah.
3: <laughs> One of the greatest people I've ever met, Mark Finkner.
2: Mark Finkner is is
1: good great people. Yeah, and I've known Mark since uh, he was this little-known guy. Uh, the first time I heard this guy doing Texas Tech baseball, I like, who is this guy? And I've gotten to know him over the years, and he is he is as quality a person as there is out there. And I and I love him. And I and I remember going to his wedding in Plainview, and uh, and they p- played "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" as they walked down the aisle after <laughs> when they left the almost "Take Me Out to the Ball Game" it was great. <laughs> And I was like, so fitting.
3: He even started his career in Plainview while he was a student yeah, here at Tech. Yeah, yeah, he sure
1: did. And I th- was he a Plainview high school baseball guy? That's correct. Yeah. And um, and he was, uh, I know he was the, uh, he's from Petersburg. He's a pea burger. <laughs> and burger. Uh, uh, and, uh, and he started, he did high school basketball and he was calling the games in high school as a student. I mean, just a great, great voice, great passion. And, you know, I mean, He's like, it's like, if you want to know what Sneed doing play by play sounds like, this is Mark Fickner. <laughs> Except that he's got, a, he's coherent coherent Mark
2: Fickner. Uh, let's go into Kaylee's Daily, shall we?
4: <laughs> a cook Coherent Fickner, of uh, uh, course,
2: name, by the way. I didn't
1: uh, realize that uh, we were that far behind. <laughs> <laughs> uh,. Kate. yes sir. Oh, there's Ben. There's Ben. All right, right. Ooh, looks like that waist- Oh, okay. Mm. I see you. <laughs> uh, cleaned, yes sir. Uh, Ben. What two things do king cobras fear? We not we talked about the king cobras yeah.
3: I'm gonna mm-hmm. take a swing and say first one is mongooses. Uh, that's one. What's the other?
2: Fire. No. Honey badgers. That too.
1: And so, uh, uh, Kaylee says... Giant be, rocks getting thrown uh, on thanks them. Thanks, B-Money. Uh, today, we'll find out exactly what makes mongoose cobra-proof. Mongooses... Still bothers uh, me. Mongooses ...are small, ferret-like mammals that are typically found in most countries in Africa. These small mammals are terrestrial. They're not extra, though. They're not extra. <laughs> uh, and their fur colors vary from reddish-brown to the subtle brown stripes that help them camouflage into their environment. Mongooses... Or for Clint, Mongeese. Thank you. Are not picky eaters. They eat meat, fruit, and even bird eggs, which they've been known to throw at tree barks to break open.
2: <laughs> hey, got to get
1: them open somehow, right? Exactly. They're just going to open themselves. So what makes a cobra run from the hills from a mongoose? First off, they're much faster than cobras. Mong- uh, co-
2: cobras usually move at the rate of... Is it miles per hour? I don't even know yes, what... Like, yes, miles uh, per hour. Uh, t- uh, t- 15 miles per hour. You almost said it. 12 miles per Uh hour, while mongoose can reach over 20 miles an hour.
1: Second, (laughs) mongoose, or properly mongooses, have extremely sharp and strong teeth and have been known to break the bones of cobras if they sink their teeth into them. Oh. Finally, mongoose's geese have the best fighting chance to beat a cobra uh, due to the fact that mongoose are immune to most venoms.
2: Hey, how about that? Immunity.
1: Immunity. Yeah. Yeah. They're like uh Aaron Rodgers, they've been immunized. Uh mongeese possess a genetic mutation that allows their blood cells to defend against venom if they are injected from its enemies. How about that? I give you the mongoose.
3: The mongoose. Well, yeah. Let us not forget Quint's remarks on Monday, the children of mongooses, mongooslings. Yeah, they should yeah. be mongooslings.
2: Mongooslings. You should right. call them mongoose. Mongooses does not I it just doesn't we we have we again we have the blueprint, right? Yes. We have a geese to a goose. A yes. gosling to a goose. Why are we going mongooses? It would just be easier. We're taking out a syllable for everybody. Just saying. Feels more natural. Mongooses just feels weird to say. It is. There you go. The mongoose. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line from El Jefe. Joey McGuire. Haters are having a hard day today. Oh, they really agreed. Are. They really, really are. Mm-hmm. Um... Tyler says agreed about WebMD. It's the same with dogs and cats. Straight to the vet. Yep, it is. Yep. Mm. It is. Mm. I shouldn't have done it. But I mean, but I did it anyway.
1: I here's the here's the thing. I was probably going to end up in the emergency room anyway because I was scared to death that the size my my ankle looked like I you know mm-hmm. had taken a hammer to it, mm-hmm. and I, it just made me nervous. But after I read the WebMD thing, other parts of my body.
2: Started feeling like, oh my god, is my face, my face locking up?
1: It's like,
2: it might be right. I think I do have leprosy. I like, think I better go find out if I got. <laughs> no, you've gone. Got you start energy. going like shared symptoms of exactly. everything that it could be, Oh, my and gosh. you start to feel the other symptoms I've of that the disease. Cows. I got the yeah. gout. I got to get out of here. I haven't been able to feel either arm for the last thirty minutes. I know it was crazy, so
1: I just said, "Okay, I'm just going to go."
2: You start going through like, have, do I have a new disease? Exactly. Are they going to call this the Chris Need? Yeah. Like they, and, you know, when I walk it's out over there I'm under my own power, they just
1: say, uh, "You're perfectly healthy." Yeah. I know you don't have a blood clot, you don't have a you don't have any lesions in your brain, you don't have anything like that. You're (laughs) you're good. You probably just
2: overdid it. Miraculous healing. As soon as you walk in from the and there's nothing
1: like uh, having one of your daughter's uh, high school friends be the nurse
2: there. Oh, yeah, thank you, Maddie. Uh, Nurse Maddie Billingsley. This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, uh, Clint on Jamie on <laughs> deserted island. Jamie just thought he could be there by himself. Then he hears Clint and is trying to ignore Clint like it was all alone. Funny skit. That would be, uh, yeah, Jamie's nightmare. Clint is a leper. <laughs> Kick mm. me out. Uh, Tyler says Mong Guy as another entry. Mong Guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm supposed to drop a nail
1: through your head and he'll still laugh. Oh, yeah.
2: Please do. I'm yeah. <laughs> almost there this week. Well, You're I'm such fair. a suck up. I'll just lay down. You're just such a suck up. Uh, this from South Texas Ambassador Preston. Mm-hmm. Uh, went to St. Croix for my honeymoon. And mongooses are all over the island uh, and is the island's celebrity animals. Nice. You know, uh, we, we we started calling
1: uh, Jojo, uh, uh, granddaughter number two, the honey badger. Mm. Because she don't give a blank. <laughs> And she'll do anything, man. Kid is fearless. But uh, Kaylee, on Monday night, properly said, we probably ought to be calling her the mongoose. (laughs) Because mongooses, are they don't get after anything,
2: man. I got to say to the, you know, that being the island celebrity animal, Mm -hmm. if I was anywhere near like a heavily infested snake, Territory. The mongoose, mongoose to... would also be my favorite animal. Exactly. They'd be too. a huge fan of the mongoose. The mongoose is going to go over there yeah. and get him some. You know what? If they want to go buy mongooses, if they're the ones that started this, I take back my mongoose remark. But it, I, I know it's not them I wonder, calling Can them you this? Can you domesticate a mongoose?
1: <laughs> I mean, I live out. I. I mean, I'm essentially. I mean, I know I live in a cul-de-sac in a neighborhood, uh-huh. but I'm essentially two houses away from,
2: from, the country. I, I think if you're dedicated enough I mean we can you the, can, we can have anything as a pet night, yeah. we are or can you like hey this is Monty he's my pet mongoose yes had him since he was a p- pup kit gosling. A gosling yeah what well, I was what am I guessing it's right what there are you a mongoose a weaslet I don't know mongoose
1: goose baby is what <laughs>
0: A pup. Oh, yeah.
1: A,
2: baby mongoose are called how pups. About that? And a group of oh, pups is called a? Pack. Litter. Oh, duh. I should have had that. Man. Just missed it. Yeah. Just missed it by that much. Mongoose baby. Yeah, you know what? I, not only would they be my favorite animal. I would have, if I lived in a uh, heavily infested area with snakes. Mm-hmm. It would be absolutely my pet. I would absolutely have a pet mongoose. You know what? Your uh, active duty here is you're the guard mongoose. You are. For one thing and one thing only. Anything slithery and snaky. Yeah. Yeah. Take them out. Nice. Mongosling weed strain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no show tomorrow. Um, Correct. We'll we have, have uh, uh, men's basketball. Men's Basketball Jones. I'll yeah. be at the basketball game. Will you go with it? Yeah, it should be. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then uh, we'll have one more sweet. show after that this week pre-Christmas, and pre-Christmas. So... And then I'll be off to... Carolina. Heads Carolina. You're California. You're here on
1: Friday, right? Huh? You're here on Friday, On Friday. Right? And then yes. as soon okay. as it's
2: over with I'm out. That's good. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll see you on Friday. Word. Have a good rest of your Wednesday, dude. Yes, sir. It is the bottom line. You've got us on 100.7, the score.
0: Bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the bottom line podcast from 100.7, the score.
2: It's time for the fastest growing game show in the world, Take versus Take. You've got the bottom line on 100.7 the score and 107thescore.com. I have your questions today. DJ Clint on the track, which means Lil Crouton and John Ben Jovi will duke it out. Lock horns. Face off. For the right to have a big old Take versus Take smile on their face the rest of the day. Mmm. We, we excited?
4: We are excited.
2: Together? Ben, mm-hmm. you, you in the zone? Yeah. Ben, you in the zone? Yeah. Aggressive? Oh, he's actually in the zone. Showing me the zone he's in. All right, well, let's just, uh, let's get your guys' answer on this. Your Your own individual answer. I've made the jokes. But if you were trapped on an island, what is the last thing you'd want to see wash on the shore ben I'll, we'll switch this up ben i'll let you go first
3: i think that's one of the easiest answers and that's one of those uh, coral snakes who are by far the most poisonous snakes on the face of the earth i see that and i'm like lord rapture me right now right here right now
2: the coral snake i like it i don't like it but i i like it I like where your head's at good answer
4: Um, I'm going to go with an entire group of PETA protesters who will not allow me to kill animals to nourish myself and stay alive.
2: How would you like it if you were stabbed by a spear, huh? Oh, okay, yeah. I like the I like I like your answer. Jamie gets the point. Uh that would be I like that it was a whole legion of them. Mm-hmm. Like a whole boat.
4: Yeah, a bunch of like bunch of angry women. Mm-hmm. Probably, you know, um pushing offensive line size, probably higher <laughs> armpits. Yeah.
2: The problem is is they're not going to Probably be- don't
4: smell good even before they ended up on a deserted island. We're gonna smell even worse after all their protesting and mm-hmm. up and down the beach. You know, the worst thing is you're happy you you, you killed something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go build a fire, and then they're like then No, mm-hmm. you can't do it. Yeah, keeping me from being able to eat,
2: and also, and you're cutting down a tree for yeah. fire. What to stay? The, mm-hmm. the the nice thing is you're going to way outlive them on that island.
4: Yeah, well, and they're also not gonna protest quietly. So, I mean, yeah. it's. All the above.
2: Yeah. a lot of... (laughs) They somehow have fake blood to throw on you. I'm not even wearing like a fur coat. (laughs) You animal. You monster. I will will be though. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. After a few Mm -hmm. weeks of catching rabbits and stuff. I'm going to be... Yeah. 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 Eventually you'd get so annoyed. You wouldn't even be eating some of the things. You'd just be killing to kill. Just to see their reaction.
4: Yeah. Make myself like a fur speedo out there on the uh, deserted island. I mean, all of the above, man. Maybe a, a fur singlet.
2: I think you can bring it back uh, once you survive in a new style. Mm-hmm. They'll call it the crouton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fur, sp- mm-hmm. fur speedo. <laughs> Not a lot of give on those, I would assume, on the old pelt speedo. <laughs> all right. A lot of give. They uh, call that a European. All right, Jamie's up one to nothing. Uh, just we're on uh, some road trips, and people are about to head on more road trips. So I'm going to give you three road trip items of any kind. Can be food, can be whatever you want. What do you have to have uh, on a road trip? Three things.
4: Um, <clears throat> Mountain Dew. Cheddar Chex Mix, and Starburst. Starburst, huh? Yeah, it helps me to stay focused, stay awake when I'm chomping on something mm-hmm. chewy like that. Yeah, okay. Stay dialed in, Clint. Stay dialed. On my toes.
2: Do you have star, like Starburst in there in the pack? Like, oh, eating the yellow. No. You like them all? I like them all. I couldn't tell you the last time I've had a Starburst. And, you know,
4: and the ones that are in the bag where they're already unwrapped, not nearly as good as the real ones that you have to take the mm-hmm. wrapper off every single one. Well,
2: they've individually held the flavor on those ones, right? Yeah, I don't know what the deal is. But and the little roll of yeah. Starburst that you get. Okay.
3: So I personally haven't traveled a bunch to determine items I may need or need slash want for the road trip. But um, <laughs> give me just... Water. I'm not crazy about soft drinks or alcoholic beverages.
2: God forbid alcohol. Well, hopefully, you know, it's like a, a road beer. That's what I mean. On road trip.
3: Heck no. I need
2: three things, and they're all three shots of whiskey. So, uh, let's get this road trip started.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'll just have water. Be a little solid foundation there. Uh, probably add in a Reese's to it. Big, okay. pe- big peanut butter guy. Peanut mm-hmm. butter, chocolate guy. Mm-hmm. And. In my past I've, I was real big on pretzels and I still kind of am I just trying to hold down the grains for the uh
2: the only thing that gets Jamie the point here is he had caffeine involved on his the thing about, I love water on a road trip but I have to have I have to have caffeine of some
4: kind the thing about water on a road trip to me and maybe it's because I'm much older than you two young men um if I drink water I'm gonna have to stop more. Well that's
2: why you have the empty bottle still.
4: Yes, yeah, not how I roll. Then you I don't roll. have
2: to stop anymore. That's yeah,
4: not how I roll.
2: That's what cruise control was invented for. <laughs> cruise control and car bottles.
4: <laughs> not happening. If you're if you're, you
2: know, a little iffy, you just bring an old like ice cream bucket that's yeah. emptied, you know? Just to be safe. A lot of surface area. Mm-hmm. Hard to miss.
4: <clears throat> I've had uh, to do that one time in my life. It was Chris Level's fault. Yeah. Just gonna say that. It's Chris Level's fault. <laughs> He made Um, me. He made you? I had to take him somewhere. We were at the final four together. And I remember leaving and we're like, I'll just swing him by his hotel and then I'll head to my hotel. And like we got in the Houston traffic and it was just a disaster. And I'm like, I'm not going to make it to my hotel. (laughs) So... (laughs) I hope
2: it went well for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, obviously it scarred you. Where if it's it's only happened Mm -hmm. once, Um, all right. It is a Christmas list season. You've seen the early signing day list for Texas Tech. Um, Got everybody that you that you wanted that was coming here by 9 a.m. By the way, from the high school ranks. I just want to know if there was an unexpected five star of any position. Who do you think? Joey McGuire would want Ben. Ben doesn't know.
4: I am going to go. Offensive lineman. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to take an offensive lineman.
2: Dear Santa. I would like a offensive lineman Mm -hmm. five star. I -hmm. like it. Okay.
3: Since we lost that three hundred sixty pound defensive tackle to BYU, unfortunately, I would have to go a run stuffer defensive tackle to in addition to the departure of Bradford or is it Hutchings that's both, leaving? Both. Oh both, both are leaving. Both, wow. Yeah. So yeah, definitely.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think I think either one of those would be it. You have added some offensive line pieces, and not that you haven't on the defensive line, but Gosh, I still gotta go little line. Got to go. Still got to go online. It was a sweep, but it was, as they say, closer than what it looked on the scoreboard. Good round of take versus take. Jamie is going to be like that elf that was playing pickleball, just jumping around sprightly today. Sprightly, hopping, if you will, like a little bunny.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: a little Jamie-tailed bunny walking,
4: hopping around the office. Hippity hoppity.
2: You can hit us up. on the uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line plenty of thoughts and comments to uh, catch up on too we'll also have a question of the day when we come back you have uh, you've sparked some interesting opinions with your island speedo (laughs) (laughs) oh man make sure to get the one without ticks and fleas that's a whole uh, other issue Mm-hmm. Yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> You yeah, want to make sure it's not like a bristly animal to- Okay, it yeah, is the bottom line of 100.7 The score back with more next
0: Getting to the point But taking the scenic route to get there This is the bottom line podcast From 100.7 The score
4: Relaxing I've never heard that
0: Want to take a swing at who it is?
4: Yes Black Sabbath, Ricky
3: Martin. <laughs> it is actually Peter Satera.
2: Mm. Uh-huh. Pantera. Sorry, I tuned out for a little bit. I'm just kidding.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Ben's getting uh, very crafty on the buttons. I'm a fan. Is is there like a uh, a metal?
2: compilation christmas album out there because i'd listen to that I'm sure there is somewhere i just haven't ever looked for it ask choice probably has We're it probably not gonna ask choice he's not gonna know
4: i bet mean, hacks hacks would
2: probably know yes maybe I so. mean, hacks would know
4: big both of them big metalachi fans <laughs> uh
2: it is the bottom line we got us 100.7 the score and 107 the score.com clint scott jamie lint uh ben Porman. You can hit us up on the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, answers to take versus take questions, or answers to Jamie's question of the day.
4: All right. We're going to the NFL, gentlemen. (laughs) I want you to tell me who this year's MVP should be. Oh. Feels like it's more up for grabs than in recent years, maybe because... Patrick Mahomes hasn't dominated.
2: Yeah, I, I feel like for everyone that you can build a legitimate case up for theirs, you can do the opposite. Like, you can tear it down just as easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so, so, so here's one. Like, like I think Dak Prescott is a legitimate MVP candidate with what he's been able to do offensively this year. Uh, I think playing the best football he has. And obviously it was a disappointing showing for Cowboys fans and for the Cowboys against Buffalo. And so if you're going off recency bias the last game, sure. Mm -hmm. Not a great performance. No one
4: played well for Dallas. Why don't you Uh, give me your top three? But I go –
2: so like when I I think of what they legitimately mean to the team and to the league, I I go Dak Prescott, I go Brock Purdy, and – Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I'll go those three. Okay. Yeah. Brock Purdy. Dak. Dak. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. I'm not purposely trying to to leave out Jalen Hurts either. He's right on the outside for me.
3: He's on a two-game losing streak, though.
4: Three.
2: Three. Yeah. But you got to go complete body of work.
4: Sure. Sure. Uh, I am going to go a little bit different than you guys I'm going Brock Purdy. I'm going Tua. And then I'm going Lamar. Okay. okay. Tua might be hurt by the fact that Tyreek Hill is going to be in the mix as well.
2: Yeah. 100%. And,
4: and they might be stealing votes from each other. Mm-hmm. One of those deals. Yeah. But I, th- I think Tua's is having a terrific year as well.
2: Uh, speaking of which, I mean, uh, of Tua and Dak... You've got a another uh, road game for the Cowboys. Another important road game for the Dallas uh, for the Dallas Cowboys, and the Cowboys uh, have not really handled those quite so well. But at the same time, for the Dolphins, all of their wins it just has felt like I mean they they, they honestly have done a little bit of what Dallas has done, sure. Where they have pounded teams that they are supposed to, mm-hmm. and then they face. True playoff contenders. I'm not saying Super Bowl contenders, playoff contenders, and they crumble and they're a completely different team. Um, I uh, as as far as like that goes, the Dolphins. This is who they end their season with. You have the Cowboys on Sunday, and then they go to Baltimore, and then they have the Bills again.
4: Buffalo put it on him the first time.
2: I think you're about to see the Dolphins head in the opposite direction in a hurry, and that's kind of in my mind projecting away for me from Tua. Like that's that's why. As of right now, yep. Make and, and 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 I'm not saying he he won't have a, a again with complete body of work that he won't still have a valid case because statistically, has been great. That offense has been great, um, but I think in three games time. Uh, will at the end of the regular season be looking at them just a little bit differently.
4: Yeah, I'm just sitting here looking at the teams that they have beat, and there's not a one of them that has a pulse. Yeah. Um,
2: They've got the Jets twice. They've beat the Commanders. They've beat the Raiders. They've beat the Patriots. They've beat the Panthers. They've beat the Giants. They've beat the Broncos before the Broncos decided that they would play legitimate football. Football. Beat the Patriots again. Beat the Chargers. Terrible, 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 terrible.
4: And you're right, man. That's a tough stretch to finish with. Mm-hmm. They've got a two game lead currently over Buffalo. Tough, tough stretch.
2: And and not that this should matter, but I do think it's an important part of the conversation. Every single one of those teams are playoff caliber, but also playing for something major. Like for the Ravens, at the end, will most likely number one seed. Yeah. yeah. Um. For the Bills. Playoff life
4: right Cowboys at this point they're playing for the division
2: yeah so it is I think you're gonna find out a lot about the Dolphins either way I just don't think it's going to be good what I'm saying is I really like the Cowboys this week
4: okay uh, on the road really intriguing game because the Cowboys haven't played good on the road the Dolphins haven't played good against good teams Mm
2: -hmm. yeah so so then if if the Dolphins do win and you could say the same thing on the other side of the conversation for the Cowboys, but if the Dolphins do win, what's the what's the talking point? Is it, oh, they finally beat a good team, or is it, well, it was the Cowboys on the road. They can't do anything on the road anyways. Will it be, we, yes. have, we yes. have to see them against Baltimore? Yes is the answer. Yeah. <laughs> All of them, everything.
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously the toughest one for them there is that at Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Man,
2: I'm. I can't. not am I'm, I'm sure a Bills fan probably doesn't want to hear this. I'm. I'm very excited for that Bills Dolphins matchup because I think it's going to mean a lot. Um, because if as it stands right now, I mean the Bills need help. They're playing as good as anyone right now. Um,
4: but they're still on the outside looking in.
2: Yes, and so that could be one of those where you're seeing the uh the the Sunday afternoon window. It's like the Bills get in if. They beat the Dolphins, and if this team and loses if, and this if, team loses, yeah. um, and then like the same thing, the Dolphins will surely be playing for some sort of seating
4: mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> and then kind. if Buffalo gets in, they'll be uh, uh, rewarded with a first-round trip to Kansas City to end their season. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no thanks. <laughs> Just no thanks. <laughs> Just we'll miss this year. Just let's. Just have Buffalo not make the playoffs.
2: If that, if that, if you knew that was like <laughs> legitimately knew that was the outcome, would you rather them just miss
4: uh-huh. this season? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You you are with Chiefs fans. I'm more sorry that you're with Chiefs fans in the building than you are Kansas fans. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. hmm Super fun. Yeah. (laughs) Real fun. Because the Chiefs are gonna get it together. They're gonna figure it out.
2: Yeah, I would like to think so. Somebody put Christian McCaffrey, which is a good one as well.
4: I would not argue with that. I think valid. I think it's a I mean, I feel like I feel like there are five or six guys that could win it this year and none of us would just lose our mind over it.
2: Yeah, again, I think for yeah. every single person you can build a case for, you can build a case against, which to me means like I'm I'm not going to die on a hill for any of them. <laughs> Unless it's actually Tyree Kill. That's for other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I agree. I think it's there's a lot of valid candidates this year, but also it's part because no one has just consistently risen above the group.
4: I don't know, it just feels like right now in the NFL everybody is chasing the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Like at this point it just feels like if they don't win a Super Bowl it's a it's going to be a big surprise. Yeah. They just look head and shoulders above everybody else.
2: It is the bottom line. on 100.7 the score and 107 the com.
0: This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.